When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, it's Hamish from the Young Investors Podcast. Myself and Brandon are excited to bring you your weekly rundown of the latest business and investing news from around the world. A quick reminder before we get started, any advice provided by Brandon is general and does not consider your financial situation, needs or objectives, so consider whether it's appropriate for you. Brandon Vanderkolk is authorized to provide general financial product advice in Australia and is authorized representative number 130595 of Guideway Financial Services Proprietary Limited, AFSL number 420367. Please see the description box for Brandon's financial services guide. Past performance is not a reliable indication of future investment returns. But with that said, let's get into another episode of the Young Investors Podcast. Well, everybody, it's time. Hamish Hodder. Hello. It's time. We are going to do Revisit. Our stock market predictions. <laughs> do we really have to? Do we? Do we? Do we have to look? Let's just. We got everything right. Okay. We 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 predicted yep. everything with a hundred percent accuracy. We don't even need to look at it. Mm. Trust me. Trust me. I looked. We we don't I even. I got. I predicted the exact amount the S and P would be up this year. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yep. To to three decimal places. <laughs> that would be quite it. something. <laughs> That would be something. Oh, I tell you what. Okay, I got to tell you a little story here about mm. improbable things, right? Mm. And I, I, I swear that this actually happened. This blew my mind because I think I don't think anything in my life, nothing that I ever experience again, will, will be low. Will have a lower probability of what I experienced. Okay. Wait, you're really hot. So this up. I don't. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's not. It's not that groundbreaking but i think the probability is there so uh, i was with my mate my best mate matt and Mm. um we were just flipping over playing cards Mm. and i had the deck of cards and i shuffled it so i knew that there was no funny business right so i had this deck of cards and i told matt matt guess the number and he guessed one number i said do it again he guessed the second number do it again he guessed the third he guessed the fourth he guessed five numbers correctly in a row, yeah, that's crazy. Out of a deck, wow. Out of a deck of playing cards, I'm not quite sure. Like you could, you could work it out. What is it? How many numbers are there? I guess there, there's the jack. There's 13 cards per suit. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you've got so a one in, one in 13. 13. So he hit a. So he hit, hit a one in 13. Yeah, five times. So you got to back to back to back one over 13 to the power of five. So it's like 13 is that it? times is that- 13 times 13 times 13. Yeah. So whatever um, that is, that there's an astronomical that was the number. Yeah, <laughs> that is an astro. Yeah, so I th- I actually think like statistically that's probably one of the least probable things that I will just ever experience in my life. Yeah, if not the 
I don't know. Like an actual calculatable funny. outcome. Yeah. Like like flipping a yeah. coin like a hundred times or something. It like heads yeah. heads a hundred times in a row or something. <laughs> maybe if someone's like a budding mathematician out there, maybe they can do a comparison. Like what what is that in an equivalent to guessing like heads X amount of times in a row? I don't know. But yeah, you could work it out. Be way just, more heads. Yeah. <laughs> way more heads. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know exactly. But yeah. Anyway, un- unbelievable. Um, there you go. Anyway, but yes, well. back to the topic at hand. We are going to revisit our stock market predictions, Hamish. Are you feeling confident? Um, well, I mean, I've looked at the results, so no. <laughs> Didn't really want to turn on the camera today, but no. No, it's always, uh, it's always good fun to, to uh, see what we predicted. Because I, I decided mm. to go one particular direction with all of my predictions rather than being all over the place and getting some right. So I was either going to be right. completely right or completely wrong. And... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, and we we'll, shall we'll see. see. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see whether you got the head or the tail. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. All right, very cool. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to be doing for the, probably the first half of this podcast, I would imagine. Um, it's a bit more of a laid back episode. We're running into yeah. the holidays. We're not going to, you know, we we don't take ourselves too seriously with these predictions. No. And I think that's probably what we were saying back when we first made yeah. them. Yeah, uh, it's it, in honesty, it's mostly just a. Uh, it's mostly just an exercise in reminding ourselves that you can't predict what happens in the stock market. <laughs> yeah, and that it absolutely doesn't matter at all to your investing. Yeah. Some of the things that we're going to be, um, yeah, that we, we were pre- predicting. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Despite all of these predictions, us being, you know, partially right and mostly wrong, you know, at the end of the day, we still made good investments and the portfolios are looking healthy. But yep. that just shows you that, yeah, when you're looking at individual companies, all this guesswork as to what the stock market or the economy is going to do, it's, it's not it. Yeah, it's not it. But anyway, yep. so we're going we're gonna to do that for the first little bit of the episode. Um, we do have a couple of other news stories to get to. We'll see how we go. Yep. There's a big um, COP28 climate summit that's just wrapped up. Um, so the interesting economic news out of there. Um, the Federal Reserve has made a decision on their interest rates moving forward and SpaceX yep. actually has a new valuation. And if we get time, we've got a little bit of open AI news, but uh, we'll see how we'll, we go because we'll it looks see. like it's going to be a pretty jam-packed episode. Yes, I think so. So with that said, today's episode is brought to you by Seeking Alpha, your one-stop shop for stock analysis, market data, and news. Access expert analysis and news for thousands of stocks. View buy, hold, and sell ratings from members, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's own algorithm. Screen for stocks using a variety of fundamental and technical analysis metrics. Access 10 years of financial data and company filings and manage your portfolio by tracking your investments with price alerts so you never miss a buying opportunity again. Click the link in the episode description or head directly to seekingalpha.me forward slash young investors to try Seeking Alpha free for seven days. All right, Hamish. And with that said, the economic, the stock market predictions... They begin. Da-da. What on earth did we say? I'm sure the first, the first one we, um, yeah, we would have uh, done the S and P 500. If yeah, I'm not mistaken. Well, well, the good thing about like, what we did last year is we did a lot of predictions. So there's a lot of, um, right. a lot of different predictions: stock market predictions, economic predictions, political predictions, other kinds of predictions. So we've got a, we've got a lot to go through. Um, and some of them are very interesting. Some of them we were completely wrong. Some of them, one of us was completely wrong and the, the other one was completely right. And um, yeah, some of these, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, variation here, as you would probably expect with a bunch of throwaway predictions. But yes. With, with these, do we, do we get a point if we're the closest to being um, correct or like for these, yeah. for these st- S&P 500? Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do whoever's okay. the closest okay. gets the point. Maybe you get double points if you're really 
really close to it. You're like really within right. like okay, a very two small points margin. if you're bang on, one yeah. point if you're the closest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then shame if you get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Shame, shame <laughs> from everyone in the audience in the comment section. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna keep this running tally here. All right, All let's right. do it. So, yes, first up was the S&P 500, the 500 biggest companies in the US. Uh, and the question simply was, is it up? Is it going to be up or down at the end of the year? And by how much specifically? Uh, so your rationale essentially was the market was down 20% in 2022. The Fed was already slowing its rate hikes and you thought there would be somewhat of a tailwind behind the market. So you said up uh, by 10%, um, right? which... Uh, was actually pretty close. The actual was up by, well, at least so far is 23%, probably one of the best mm. years in the S&P 500's history, to be completely honest, <laughs> um, which is hard to, hard to predict that exact um, percentage. But um, you, were, you were certainly in the right direction and you I made- got, I got the right direction, yeah. Yeah, you got the right yeah. direction and you made a reasonable prediction. I was completely wrong. I, I made a point of going <laughs> against you on pretty much everything. <laughs> so whenever you're right, I'm probably going to be wrong. I said uh, inflation oh, would be harder to get down than expected. And I basically was talking about how the real impact of rate hikes on the economy has yet to be seen. So we hadn't, act- we hadn't actually seen like corporate profits decline. We hadn't seen consumer debt rise to a substantial amount. We hadn't seen the housing market slow down. Any, any, of, any real impact. It was just kind of a financial market impact we'd seen. Tech stocks coming down, the broader market coming down. So I thought there would be more pain. I said down and I said down 15%, which I don't think you could be any more wrong um, than that. <laughs> and that's, not only is that incredibly- I'm taking the chocolates on that one. Yeah. Not only is that incredibly wrong, it's it's unfortunately a taste of the rest of these predictions. Oh, um, gosh. So uh, following on from that, we did the ASX 300, the 300 biggest uh, companies on the uh, Australian Stock Exchange. Again, same question, up or down and by how much? We didn't really talk too much about this, except for the fact that we both acknowledge that the ASX generally follows the US market to some degree. Um, mm. uh, so following my previous prediction, I said that it would be down 8%. The actual was that it was up 4.2%. And Brandon's Ooh. prediction was up 5%. So I'm, I'll give you two points for that. That's a, that's a two-pointer. Oh, two points. That's, that's pretty close. That's close enough. You are generous, sir. You are generous. Um, yeah. And I should be on negative points for how atrocious I'm doing so far. Um, <laughs> so I'm not, I just, just, just want to pause. Um, this is a, this is a three nil lead so far. Yeah. Three nil. This is bad. This Come is, on. Um, <laughs> this is great. And it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> the NASDAQ. Oh, this is fantastic. The NASDAQ, my, uh, my, the, the, uh, the, the tech indice of the U S um, uh, at the time, it was down 33% year to date. So tech had a terrible year uh, in, in 2022. Um, mm. uh, the broader market did terribly as well, but tech in particular was very bad, down 33%. Brandon, you thought it would be up 10%. So you thought, again, there'd be some rebound, same as the broader market. I thought that tech would mm-hmm. continue to get crushed with further rate hikes. I said down mm-hmm. 25%. Um, it is up 42% percent year to date that's crazy um, hey. that's actually nuts which, the nasdaq's yeah. up 42 percent yeah this is actually interesting um because i have not looked at the major indices like their performance this year like i know that the market's been up because the magnificent like i know that but i haven't actually got numbers to to put next to it to hear that the nasdaq's up 42 percent this year is insane that is an astounding year I mean, yeah, I mean, even the S&P up over 20%, that's a crazy year 
yeah. I, I don't know where that ranks it in terms of like the past hundred years of returns, but it's it's way up there. Um, mm. And that yeah, that forty two percent from Nasdaq has to be one of, if not the biggest year for the Nasdaq. Uh, I'm That's, not really sure to yeah. be honest, but um, I don't actually know how many stocks are uh, are in the Nasdaq, but the Nasdaq 100. composite. A hundred. A hundred. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a hundred. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, it says the Na- I know that there's oh, the Nasdaq 100. Is oh, that the yeah. Nasdaq composite? It says here Actually, the Nasdaq composite is a stock market index that includes almost all stocks listed on the Nasdaq stock exchange. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that that's probably a much broader number than what I'm thinking of. I can't. Um, I, I have. Is this a gap in my knowledge? Nasdaq composite yeah. versus no. Nah, I think there are 100. there are quite a few hundred in in the Nasdaq. I think I was thinking of the Nasdaq 100. Yeah. There you go. The Nasdaq 100 is frequently confused with the Nasdaq composite. Mm. Yeah, there you go. So we're looking at the uh, Nasdaq composite. Yeah, which which is even crazier that that's up because that's almost all stocks in the Nasdaq. That's mm. that's even crazier. That's that's forty two percent. Yeah, insane. I can't um, remember. So again, um, anyway, you get a point for that. Um, I definitely Thank don't you. get a point. Can I get a point for that one? No, I don't think so. I don't think. Um, <laughs> I was only off by sixty seven percent percentage points. <laughs> Oh, I'm loving this. Ooh. Yeah. All right. And that's all we've got time for today, everyone. Yeah. So the final scores are in. <laughs> well, well, that's probably... Can we please do that? Can we end the scores here? <laughs> can we stop? Stop the count. Mercy. <laughs> White flags are up from Hamish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah all right. Cool. Next, we have Tesla. Um, oh, so, Tesla. so far, okay, in, cool. in, So in 2022, Tesla was down uh, 65%. Uh, so the Nasdaq yeah. was down, yeah. So Nasdaq was down thirty three percent in twenty twenty two, but Tesla was like dro- was was uh, yeah significantly worse, down sixty five percent. So it had already gone down a lot. Brandon said uh, up thirty percent in twenty twenty three. Um, you spoke about their really solid roadmap, the Cybertruck coming out, uh, revenue will probably keep growing substantially, and that there's plenty of demand for 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 vehicles, uh, and stock is already down a lot. Um, so you gave mm-hmm. a lot of good kind of fundamental reasons for for Tesla to um, to be going up in 2023. Um, I said the complete opposite. I said down 42. percent I was very ambitious with this. I apparently I didn't like Tesla at the time. It was down. I think, 60- I think you just didn't like me. You were just like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to. I kind of agree with that guy. Yeah, I did. I did make a point multiple times throughout this that um, I was just like hard going against everything you were saying. Yeah. Uh, just for fun. Yeah. So um, I, I said, uh, I actually agreed with everything Brandon said about the fundamentals of Tesla, but it's still a really hard prediction um, just because of the valuation and, and changes just in interest rates and, and that mm. sort of thing. Uh, and Tesla in 2023 was up 121%. Um, oy, oy, oy. So yeah, I was, I was off by 67 percentage points in the last one. This one I was off by 163 percentage points. So it's getting worse, as I said. I, th- I think I deserve negative points for that. I should be in point debt for that for that prediction. It's okay. Uh, 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 mercy, uh, mercy. Uh, I won't inflict that pain on you, Hamish. But yeah. I will take the point. So we're now five nil. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, this sounds like Matt playing ping pong against me, except he'd be the five and I'd be the nil. Yeah, yeah. It's very bad. Can we stop, please? I don't want to go on. I don't want to go on. No. Continue. Right. Moving on. Um, uh, okay. So we, we said we'd do the best and worst performer of the biggest 50 companies in the S and P. 
um, which I realize now is a really stupid thing to do because I couldn't find an, a list of just the 50 biggest companies with their year-to-date results. I'd have to go through one by one. So um, I'm going to be honest, I couldn't be bothered finding the worst performer, but we know <laughs> what the best performer is uh, just yes. because uh, I think everybody kind of knows um, what it is. So we can still look at um, what we predicted and um, and, uh, and what actually happened. So I predicted the worst performer would be Tesla. They were up 121%, so I can we can safely say that uh. was very, very wrong. I said the best performer would but. be Meta Platforms. Oh, uh, yeah. And very interestingly, uh, you also said the best performer was would be uh, Meta Platforms, <clears throat> uh, which wasn't correct. The best performer was NVIDIA, but Meta Platforms was number two. Um, oh. So we were both very close with our best uh, performer in the S&P and the 50 biggest companies in the S&P. <laughs> Maybe You're- half point? Yeah. Half point there? Oh, I'd love a half point. I'd just love something. Uh, just get, I'll, get I'll the ball rolling. Point. Okay. <clears throat> I'll go up to 5.5, although I might I might be in negative points on this next one. Yeah, maybe the most hilarious prediction on here was you predicted the worst <laughs> performer in the 50 biggest companies <laughs> would be NVIDIA, <laughs> Woo! which, as I just said, was the best performer by a landslide. Actually, I, I didn't actually look up exactly what they That's were so here funny. to date. Um, I'm just going to pull it up because uh, it yeah, was an yeah, insane yeah. Uh, figure. NVIDIA. Let's have a look. Year to date, 236%. Um, so no, not the and worst I said it would performer. be the worst performer. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I didn't get that one right, did I? No, no, you didn't. Um, but that's that. I think that's that's almost like a points level. Like I got to lose a point there because <laughs> for for me to not uh, for me to say that Nvidia will be the worst performer <laughs> and it's actually the best performer. Yeah, that's 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 a bit. That's, a, that's that's not a that's not a great prediction. Yeah, that's 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 glorious. So I'm glad at least you had an atrocious prediction in here because I've had some bad ones. Don't do I've had yeah. I've had my fair share of bad ones so far. I'm gonna I'm gonna deduct myself that half point that I gave myself. Nah 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 nah. Oh no nah. Don't do that because then you've got to deduct from my 165 percentage point miss. Okay <laughs> <laughs> okay okay fair. Five point five versus zero. I should be 5. disqualified for that for that prediction. <laughs> I feel like I should be disqualified for this prediction. Yeah, they're, they're both. That's that atrocious. Is true. That is true. That is true. Um, all right, moving on. Um, well, it actually doesn't get uh, it doesn't get better for you. You've got some bad ones coming up. So we, we had Bitcoin. Oh, really? Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is always really, really. I mean, they're all obviously ridiculous, but Bitcoin is particularly crazy because it has these massive swings, and no one ever knows what the hell it's going to do. Um, yeah, which makes it again one of the more fun predictions to look at. Brandon said, and this is a quote, crypto is dead, <laughs> which if you've been looking at the crypto market, it's very, very much not dead. Um, you said that the oh. times of wild speculation are over. You said Bitcoin would be down 46% in 2023. Mm. Um, I said, well, I, I agreed with you. So I said it would be down 27%, not as bad. Um. The actual, I didn't actually put it in the document yet, um, but oh, it is okay. up a lot. Look up. I'm looking it up now. just realized I missed it. Up quite a bit, I would imagine. It is up Oof. 165% uh, year to date. So, um, yeah, your miss is now at over a 200% miss. So, that actually <laughs> that actually beats out my, uh, my Tesla miss. That's shocking. 
Um, so oh, that was come way on. Off. That, that one's super volatile. We know going in that Bitcoin's going to be more volatile. Yeah, yeah. You know what's actually but funny? But that is still a big miss. You know what's actually funny? I'm trying to make excuses. Yeah, yeah. The, the funny thing is, after we made these predictions, you then went and said, Bitcoin will go up 200% and we'll be way off. Uh, so Wait, what? So, so straight after we made these predictions, you were like, oh, but also Bitcoin probably goes up 200% in 2023. Or you said something along oh the lines gosh. of that. Um, oh my gosh! So, so again, you've kind of you hedged your bets, and you were you were right with your with your throwaway prediction. <laughs> yeah, throwaway prediction. I'm going to give myself a half point. No, no, definitely not. No chance. No <laughs> chance. No chance at all. That's pretty. So we both get nothing for that one. Yeah. Or do you get a point because you're closer? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot we were doing that. Yeah, I guess right. Yeah, I get a point. I get a point for being closer. You get a point. Yeah. We <laughs> should say all right. You get you you win that one. Well done. Yeah. Bitcoin went up, what, 100 and something percent? You yeah. guessed it would be down 27% and somehow you get a point for Close that. Close enough. Well done. Close enough. <laughs> Close right. enough. 1.5 to Amish. Um, uh, all right. All right. Should we keep moving on? Moving on? Yeah. Um, all right. This is an interesting one. Uh, so, of course, in 2022, FTX collapsed and uh, 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 mm. BlockFi collapsed. Uh, we had a bunch of crypto firms go under. Um, obviously, the crypto market was down significantly. So, we were asking... Um, are there going to be any other big crypto firms that go bankrupt, like Binance, Coinbase, that sort of thing? Um, and uh, we both said yes. Um, you said, uh, well, again, we didn't, we didn't really have any. Obviously, this is just a complete throwaway prediction. All of them are. Um, but you said yes, crypto.com. And I said yes, Coinbase. Um, and uh, neither of those companies went bankrupt. So um, no points. Yeah, that was a, that was a, that's a, no points. Um, for, no for that, I don't, I don't, I don't really have anything to say particularly um, on that. Um, no, we we just took a step in the dark and it didn't work. Yep. Okay. This is here we are. This is this is the big one. This is this is my favorite prediction of all of them. Okay. The price of oil. Okay. The thing that I said I know absolutely nothing about, and that I was just going <laughs> to throw a random number at the sky. Okay. You yeah. said that oil would be up. Crude oil would be up three percent. I said. Down thirteen percent, and crude oil is down thirteen percent in twenty twenty three. So I'm taking ten Damn. points for that one. No, I'm joking. No, you get two. You definitely get two points. You get double points for that. That's amazing. Um, what a prediction. Yeah. Jeez, you are so. And and Hamish's course on oil stock analysis comes out later this week. So yeah. Keep your eyes peeled. I'm, I'm the oracle <laughs> of the oracle of oil. Yeah. The oracle of oil. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just, that's just the perfect outcome for this that's entire amazing. thing because all of the predictions where I'm giving like some rationale are completely wrong. And the one where I have literally no rationale is the one that I get correct. Um, and, and if that says anything about predicting economic events, there that, that's like the perfect, that, that's, that, that's just like the yeah. perfect uh, outcome. Um, wow, Hamish. You are, you are coming back, coming back very, very strong. I'm now really? on 5.5 points. You're on 3.5 points. Wait, wh- sorry, I'm what do you want? You double- How many points are you on? I'm on five, five and a half. You're on three and a half. Yeah. So you're coming back because that, that one definitely saved you. That's definitely is- a double pointer. That's two points. Yeah. This is a lot closer than I thought it was, actually. I was, I was very pessimistic about the first few ones, but there's actually, uh, I've got a few more points coming, I think. Uh, oh, so, okay. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think I might end up doing all right. Um, one of the questions we had was, uh, will there be any consolidation in the streaming industry? So maybe like a, uh, big merger or, or Disney buying a small studio. 
Um, I said yes, but I don't think I couldn't, from what I was just looking, there wasn't any major uh, events that I could see. Um, maybe there was something small that I, that I just missed this morning that I'm not, that I'm blanking on. Um, mm. But I didn't really see anything. So um, we don't really have to. Yeah. And you didn't make a prediction on that. So oh, okay. just um, kind of move on past no that. All right. So that's all the stock market predictions. We're now into the economic predictions. Inflation, Ooh. federal funds rate, Australian inflation, Australian cash rate. Uh, and this is where it gets, yeah, it gets kind of interesting here. Um, so we'll All start right. We'll start in All the right. US and then we'll go to Australia. US inflation. What did we think uh, it would be? I actually didn't write down. Did you have written down what inflation was uh, at the time uh, of Ooh, this? Oh, no. We can look that up real quickly. Inflation US... Um, at the time when, so we recorded that in January, is that right? December, December. In December. And I actually don't know. Hang on Are you looking it up in the background? I'll see if I can find it. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, 7.1%. Okay. So inflation 7.1%. a year ago. Uh, so let me just find my spot in the document again. Uh, so inflation in the U S was 7.1% a year ago. Uh, I said that, uh, inflation would be lower. Uh, but not yet in the target range. So not between 2 and 3%. Uh, I, and my guess specifically uh, was that it would be 5.7%. You also agreed that it would be lower. You you thought it would be a little bit lower. You said it would be 4%. Uh, in actuality, uh, inflation in the US right now is 3.1%. Uh, so we mm. both went over the top. We didn't expect it to come down as far, but you were pretty close. We did. Um I'll take the point. Yep. You were, I was close, you were pretty close. Yep. You definitely get the point for that one. Um, All right. So, yeah, isn't that crazy? So, yeah, inflation 7% yeah. last year, now 3%, just, you know, sitting just outside of the, the, the healthy range. How quickly things change, hey? Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, well, yeah. it was pretty wild. Well, we went, well, we went from, what was inflation, like 1.5%, 2%, yep. up to 9 Yep. and now back to 3-ish. So, and that was all in the space of just a few short years. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. From like crazy. 2021 to, yeah, now to 2023. To now. It's been a roller coaster yeah. of, of uh, price changes for sure. It really has been. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully, fingers crossed, we are, we, we don't get the, the, the same pattern as the 1970s. No, no. One, hopefully. One, one cycle's enough. <laughs> one cycle and we're good. Yeah. We can just... Keep it down now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we learn from the past. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. All right. On that note, uh, the federal funds rate. Um, so what's the interest rate mm. set by the uh, central bank in the US uh, going to be? It was 4 to 4.25% at the time. You said right. that it would be 6%. Uh, I said it would be 6.75%. Yeah, uh, actually, mm. uh, it is in the range of 5 to 5.25%. So we both went over the top. Yeah. Um, Which makes sense because we both thought that inflation was going to be higher than what it actually is. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And we were so yep. wrong on the rate hikes in the previous year's predictions. We thought there would be like three rate hikes and there ended up being like 12 or something like that, remember? <laughs> yeah. like we were completely wrong. So I think we wanted to make up for that um, yeah. by, by not predicting again that there would be three rate hikes, which there, I don't know exactly how many, rate, well, I guess there were like half rate hikes because there were 25 basis points mm. instead of the 50s and 75s that we were getting in in 2022. Um, yeah. But there, yeah, there wasn't much of a move, a 1% increase in, in rates uh, throughout the year. So that's pretty, mm. pretty small. Um, 
All right, so it's I'm the, pulling away again, Hamish. Am oh, no, I still giving myself points for being a little bit closer hmm? than you? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. What's, okay. what's, the, what's the score? Seven and a half to three and a half. Okay, all right. All right, interesting. interesting. Can you mount any sort of comeback? I don't think so. We shall see. I don't think so. Maybe, maybe. Uh, all right, so let's uh, come back to Australia. Uh, Australian inflation. Uh, at the time, it was 7.3%. Um, I said it would come down to 4.2%. Uh, I said that basically I thought rate hikes would be more effective here uh, than in the US because of our variable home loans, that they, they would push more yep. of a uh, pressure on, on the cost of living for, for people here in Australia. You said 4.8%. Actually, inflation was 5.4%. Oh, well, is 5.4%. Um, so it's still significantly worse than uh, than the US, um, which is uh, very interesting. And yes, you get another point. Yeah, I can see you're smiling over Thank there. Thank you. <laughs> this is. Mm. Mm. I say highlighting another I've point to me. One another point. No, yeah. I'll just bag that one. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yep. 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 Then what about the cash rate? Cash rate was at three point one percent. Yep. Yep. It, how, did, how did it look? Yeah. So uh, how, do, how do we fare? This one's really interesting. We were both really, really close. So the actual figure- Oh, really? The actual figure for the cash rate today is 4.35%. I guessed 4.25%. You guessed 4.5%. Oh, so, Hamish, the comeback so begins I, here. I, I won that by, what is it, 0. 0.05 or 0.025 or something like that. It's very close, um, but I am yeah. I am uh, slightly closer there. Um, so Eight and a half to four and a half But we were pretty, score. We're pretty bang on with that one. Um, we basically created the range around uh, what the actual uh, yeah. cash rate was. Pretty so well. pretty You good. know, together, we would do great things, Hamish. Yeah. Oh, that's the problem. We've just got to combine the predictions. <laughs> no. <laughs> We'd be twice as wrong on half of them. <laughs> Combine our Bitcoin, we double it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, all right. Yeah. No. So that's all the. So we've done stock market. We've done economic. Now we've got a bunch of other things like um, political war and a bunch of things. Um, uh, so Russia Ukraine war would it still be ongoing? Um, we both said, Ooh. Un, uh, hopefully not. But unfortunately, we both said that it would be, um, and of course it was. Um, any other major? Unfortunately, we both get a point for that. Unfortunately, yeah. um, the score is now nine point five to five point five. Okay, uh, I've got. To, I don't think I can catch up. I don't think I could get there. <laughs> maybe, maybe, no. maybe. Um, All right. What, what was next? Uh, any other major wars in twenty twenty three? We both said yes. Um, Gosh, we were pessimistic. Yeah, we were. Will we- there be another war? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna get <laughs> the world's worse. gonna fall apart. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, we were kind of indicating that we we're probably talking about potentially China invading Taiwan. We, of course, didn't eat at all mention the actual war which broke out, which was um, between uh, Israel and, and Palestine. Um, mm. uh, so we were right, but not. Well, yeah, I mean, we answered the question. The question was, uh, will there be any other major wars in 2023? Um, and the answer to that is a resounding yes. So both, we both get a... Oh, right. Again, unfortunately, we're getting... Po- it's not really something you want to get a unfortunately, point Unfortunately, we are crushing yeah. it right yeah. now. Will there be a nuclear <laughs> blast in 2024? We were right. Give me a point. Give me a point for that. <laughs> Give me a point. 100,000 people dead. Give me a point. Yeah. We're in like a gas... We're wearing gas masks. <laughs> we're we're, under, we're underground. We're like underground. Parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. <laughs> Nailed that. Two points. We're both in hazmat suits. Give me two points for that. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh gosh, oh such grim humor, but oh, gosh, I love it sometimes. <laughs> you do make me laugh, Hamish. You do right. make me laugh. You too. You too. <laughs> All right, let's um, let's uh, let's get into like the final final couple of predictions here. Uh, will okay. Trump tweet in 2023? So of course he hasn't. He wasn't on Twitter. Um, he has his own Truth Social platform, so he hadn't been on Twitter. Um, I said no. Uh, you said yes. Um, you said that it was too close to the election and that he would have to to kind of get access to the mm. biggest platform. And he actually hasn't tweeted yet. Um, he hasn't. No. And the election is, uh, well, they're in the primaries for the Republic. They're in the Repu- Republican primaries already. So, um, yeah, like the election campaign is well underway and he has decided not to, uh, not to join back on Twitter. And maybe he will once it gets to the... Uh, the national part of the election later in the year next year. I think it's like November or something like that. Um, but yeah, so far, no. So, yep. Point, for, point for me. Yeah. I, I could have sworn that he would have tweeted at some point during this year. So, I mean, I, I mean, I just checked. That's probably one. I just checked his Twitter and there wasn't any tweets that aren't deleted. So I actually, I mean, I don't think nah, he tweeted. He I feel like that would have been like a big tweeted. story if, yeah. I feel like I would have remembered that, but yeah. yeah, no, I don't think he has. That's probably one that I would have been more confident on because I think it just makes so much sense strategically for what he's trying to do. Yeah, but yeah. There you go. Yeah. Truth social. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Um, all right. Uh, SBF. Will he go to jail in 2023? Oh. Was the question. Of course, he was. You know, he was already arrested for for. Actually, no, I don't think he was. He even arrested in 2022. I'm not into. He probably I, I don't know. He probably wasn't Can't even remember. arrested, I don't think. Um, so I said, so the question was, would he actually go to jail in 2023? And I said, no. Right. I said, I don't think the trial would even begin, let alone sentencing, which of course would have to happen before he went to jail. Um, right. Uh, which of course the trial uh, did uh, uh, happen. We don't have the sentencing, but we know he's going to jail. So I guess it depends on the semantics of, of, the, uh, of, the, of the question. Um, I say we yeah. just both give ourselves. We we both said no, he won't. Yeah, technically so we're right. We us, yeah. I think Techni- half point. Technically, but we're he right. is going to jail. Yeah, oh, maybe full point. I mean, the way the question was phrased was, "Will he go to jail in 2023?" And he he's not in jail. He's not in jail. All right, full point. So, full point for both I, of us. I think that's a full point. Yeah. All right, I can't argue with a full point. But um, oops. Yeah. I don't because go. So the score I, I don't is... think I don't think we were arguing that he wouldn't go to jail. Like we both said no, but we would have said yes to he will go to jail for what for I think I think we would have both said that. Oh yeah. Although it was still it's very like early just days. Just a matter of time, but he'll be able to push it and push it and push it and push yeah. it. Yeah. Especially because the Elizabeth Holmes uh, uh, Theranos collapsed in 2015, and then she was only tried well like last year, or was it even this start of this year? <laughs> um, so it took it took many years for that to to play out. So I was and it, that was years a, you know, blend into one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, all right. Well, the score is eleven and a half to eight and a half. So okay. All right. I, I well, think I think technically, how many how many things have we got? Well, three three left. So I think technically we can. Uh, well, well, we can. No, we can't. Yeah, we can declare me the winner. Yeah, yeah. And the the next three are all just they're not real. They're not real predictions anyway. We had. Uh, <laughs> Will we meet Buffett in Omaha? And we both said, hopefully. <laughs> um, then we said, Will we have an interview with uh, Monish Pabrai in 2023? And we both said, hopefully. <laughs> and then it was, Will we get Phil Town on the podcast? And we both said, 
Hopefully. <laughs> so that's that's, that's, a, that's and a none of those. That's happened. a resounding no across the board. Um, <clears throat> uh, I reached out to Monish again uh, the other week, oh, yeah. and he declined. Uh, I just don't quite know what, how to. I just don't know. I just don't yeah. know. Here's what it is. Maybe, yeah, maybe 2024. <laughs> maybe, maybe, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> so that's yeah. it. So what well, was the there final? We go. So yeah, give us the final score because we got no, no, and no. So we got no points there. <clears throat> the final score was actually a lot closer than what the start of what you were thinking at the start. Yeah. Um. You you got eight and a half points, and I got eleven and a half points. Yeah, that's not as bad as so, I thought. Um, looking at the first few predictions, I could just see how far off I was on some of the, some of my, uh, stock market predictions, but, um, yeah, very interesting. There we go. I think you've won yeah, every nice. year. I don't think there's been a single year where I've won. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't oh. think so. Yeah. I'm not very good at doing these, uh, annual predictions. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. Uh, it, mm. it takes a, a lot of hard work. It, t- it takes it a takes big brain. A big brain <laughs> and, um, you know, I would just like to say, if you want to learn to be like me, uh, New Money Education uh, is linked down in the description. <laughs> you too can join my predict five-step investing mastery program, and you can make predictions like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like exactly. that Nvidia was going to be the worst performing stock in the S and P five hundred. Uh, oh gosh, yeah, that think, is so I funny. think that's my favorite one. That that and the, our, our Bitcoin ones be... being a tr- just so wrong, but that's yeah. that's my favorite that you said that because I forgot, I completely forgot that you said that Nvidia would yeah. be the worst. That's just so good. That's great. That's so classic. <laughs> oh well, shows us that maybe uh, maybe we shouldn't make economic predictions, Hamish. No, no. There we go. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Well, um, are you organizing my trophy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll get, what, what, what would the tro- what would it be? Just like a just it needs to be like a trophy of something, you know, like a it's just something memey. Yeah, it needs to be so, like yeah. a big meme. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll think of something like a like a bust of Jim just Cramer a- or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Jim oracle Kramer of the stock market. Hey, yeah, <laughs> you got it right. Well done. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's funny. All right, hey, should we talk about some actual news this yes. week? Yeah. What's uh What's going on in the world? Um, so let's start with the Federal Reserve. So the Federal Reserve has made their call about interest rates. Um, it says here the Federal Reserve on Wednesday held its key interest rates steady for the third straight time and set the table for multiple cuts to come in 2024 and beyond. Wow. Hmm. I, it'll be interesting to see if that eventuates, but This is what it says. With the inflation rate easing and the economy holding in, policymakers uh, on the the Federal Open Market Committee voted unanimously to keep the benchmark overnight borrowing rate in a targeted range between 5.25 and 5.5%. Along with the decision to stay on hold, committee members penciled in at least three rate cuts in 2024, assuming quarter percentage point increments. That's less than the market pricing of four rate cuts, but more aggressive than what officials had previously indicated. Mm. Markets had widely anticipated the decision to stay put, which could end a cycle that has seen 11 hikes, pushing the Fed's Fed funds rate to its highest level in more than 22 years. There was uncertainty, though, 
uh, about how ambitious the FOMC might be regarding policy easing. Following the release of the decision, the Dow Jones Industrial Average jumped more than 400 points, surpassing 37,000 for the first time, which is interesting because didn't that article, Hamish, didn't it just say that they'd pencil that the market, the market, they penciled in three rate cuts. That's less than the market pricing of four. Yep. And then the DJI jumps 400 points. Yeah, yeah. Completely rational. Yeah. It, it didn't help with the predictions as well. It, I think the S&P was up like one and a half percent, like a good, a good amount <laughs> today. So yeah. I, should have, I should have written down all the percentages yesterday. <laughs> so essentially, wait, wait, let, let me wrap my head around this. They're saying uh, the Fed is now saying they're going to cut rates less than what we thought. Yeah. Stock market up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but more than they previously said. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's maybe. ridiculous. Yeah, it, um, it is insane. But this is where I guess, I guess this is where it gets a bit confusing. The committee's dot plot of individual members' expectations indicates another four cuts in 2025. So that doesn't change. So I'm not quite sure okay. what's going on here. Uh, or a full percentage point. Three more reductions in 2026 would take the Fed's funds rate down to between 2, 2 and 2.25%. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, close to the long, uh, the long run outlook. Uh, though there was considerable dispersion in estimates for the final two years, well, of course, it's because nobody knows what is going to happen. Yeah, like, they, they can't predict how next can month. You even predict? <laughs> yeah, they can't. They don't even know what's happening right now. How can they predict yeah. what's happening in 2026? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, markets, though, followed up the meeting and Chair Jerome Powell's press conference by pricing in an even more aggressive rate cut path, anticipating 1.5 percentage points in reductions next year, double the FOMC's indicator pace. So make of that what you will. Hmm. Um, along with the interest rate hikes, of course, we know the Fed has been allowing up to $95 billion a month in proceeds from maturing bonds to roll off its balance sheet. Um, that process has continued, and there has been no indication the Fed is willing to curtail that portion of policy tightening. There you go. Yeah, and and I think like so that's yeah. uh, sorry. I was just gonna, that's basically instead of when the bonds mature, or when the bonds uh, come due, and the government pays the Federal Reserve, instead of the Federal Reserve then taking that money and then just buying more bonds with it, just mm. buying more government bonds, they just decide to. Not they don't do that. They just delete delete the money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all I was going to say is the market has been absolutely tearing in the last like four to six months, and yeah, a, a lot of that I'm sure is on the back of this idea that there's going to be deep rate cuts next year. Um, yeah. So yeah, whether whether or not that comes true will have a massive impact on on I think or at least some impact on where the stock market will be next year, um, which ultimately yeah. doesn't matter in the long run. But um, that's uh. Yeah, rate rate hikes and inflation are still like the two most like the the things pushing the market around. It seems like at, mm. at the moment, long run, who cares? But at least if you know if you're interested in uh, or, or you find it interesting to see what's happening with the market, then it seems like whatever happens with those unknown factors is gonna continue to be a big driver or, or holding back the market. Mm. Yep, indeed, you are correct, Hamish. Um, sh I don't think I've got anything more to talk about with that. So, should we move on to the next story? Yep. Keep it rolling. Keep We're it rolling. We've got about 15, 15 minutes to go. Um, so, 
Let's talk. Would you like to talk about this climate summit? Yep. <clears throat> That's been making very big news headlines. Yeah. <clears throat> so the headline here: um, COP28 climate summit ends with a deal to transition away from fossil fuels. So government ministers representing nearly 200 countries on Wednesday agreed to a deal that calls for a transition away from fossil fuels after a previous proposal was met with heated and widespread backlash. Quote, with an unprecedented reference to transitioning away from fossil fossil fuels, the UAE consensus is delivering a paradigm shift that has the potential to redefine our economies, the summit's UAE presidency said um, on social media. Uh, Dubai, United Arab Emirates has been hosting the conference for the past two weeks um, against the backdrop of controversy, geopolitical conflicts and increasing extreme weather events. Quote, we delivered world first after world first, the UAE summit presidency said um, in a further social media update. A global a global goal to triple renewables and double energy efficiency. Declarations on agriculture, food, uh, food and health. More oil and gas companies stepping up for the first time on methane and emissions. Uh, and we have language on fossil fuels in our final agreement. Um, and I think this this is kind of up until the very closure of this summit, people weren't really happy because they were doing the classic political mumbo jumbo of, yeah, we're going to commit, but they weren't really committing to anything. Right. Um, and it seems as though <clears throat> just overnight, actually, um, that that's that's been updated. Yeah, okay. I, um, I, I don't know anything really about any of this stuff. Like, I'm completely in the dark. I find it interesting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, like, how is it? So, like, what's, like, the nature of, of, like, how does this work? Like, what's the nature of this deal? Is it, like, a, is it, like, a, just a, oh, I think a, it's like, kind a pledge of like, or, like, what's, like, the. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, like, Paris Agreement. It's okay. just kind of okay. countries coming together and trying to agree on what they're going to do in right. terms of cl- climate change and global warming. Okay. And, um. You know, the the goals are never going to be, this country needs to pump this amount of money into this amount of solar projects by this date. It's never going to be like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's still very more wishy-washy general. politics, yeah. Okay, more general stuff. Um, but, I mean, if, if it's a step in the right direction, then I'll still take it because it's better than them doing nothing. Yeah. Um, so it says here, an updated proposal pu- published by the UAE earlier Wednesday, which was then agreed on after all-night discussions, called for, quote, transitioning away from fossil fuels in energy systems in a just, orderly, and equitable manner, accelerating action in, a, in this critical decade so as to achieve net zero by 2050 in keeping with the science. So, like, that's the, that's the kind of high-level yeah, okay. Like stuff that they're agreeing to. Um, by twenty one, by twenty one fifty. Yeah, by twenty one. By, by the 22. year twenty five thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the draft deal also urged for accelerating efforts towards the phase down of unabated coal power uh, and for tripling renewable energy capacity globally and doubling the global average annual rate of energy efficiency improvements by twenty thirty. Critically, the proposal did not mandate an absolute phase-out of hydrocarbons. A phase-out commitment would likely have uh, would likely have required a shift away from fossil fuels until their use is eliminated, right. while a phase-down agreement uh, would have indicated a reduction in their use, but mm. not an absolute end. So it sounds like that's what they've done. They've done a phase-down as opposed to a phase-out. Right. And, uh, of course, the climate activists are not happy, but... yeah. Um, 
that's just what they're what they're agreeing to. Right. Um, many believe that COP28 summit could only be considered a success if it resulted in a deal to phase out all fossil fuels. Yeah. Uh, the Wednesday announcement comes after the previous draft text published in the in the final throes of the talks triggered widespread criticism for failing to include language on ending the use of fossil fuels as negotiations laid uh, bare deep divisions among policymakers over the future of hydrocarbons. Mm. So yeah, there you go. I guess um, um like I, I would imagine there's like a lot of uh industries that would require fossil fuels even in like a a world where we have all these other energy sources, renewable energy sources. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things that just are probably going to need fossil fuels. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I at least that's I, my um, very limited like one IQ understanding of this. <laughs> So um, I think Elon Musk is a as a like regardless of what you think on him, is an interesting character, uh, is an interesting person to listen to in this realm. Okay, and he pretty much says, look, the the bare bones science of it is we have to trans. Eventually, we have to get rid of all hydrocarbons because okay. there's a limited supply of hydrocarbons. Obviously, like it just don't even think about what we're doing to the climate. Yeah. We have to move away from hydrocarbons because we don't have an infinite supply, so we will run out. Um, but then beyond that, he also like, he doesn't hate the oil companies. He's like, well, obviously, you know, they, they were built at a time where oil is, you know, very, it's very necessary. And we built an economy around oil. You know, he gets asked, oh, if you could just switch off all oil production or oil usage tomorrow, would you do it? And he says, of course not. Yeah. He says, no way, because the world would just be in utter chaos. Yeah. So it's, it's very much like. I, I understand. I'm like a tree hugger. I, I love that stuff. Like I'm big, you know, let's, let's fix climate change, but I'm not, I don't go about it saying like, Oh, we need to unplug. We need to, you know, stop the oil right now. Like yeah. we do need to transition. So as long as there's being big steps taken in that direction, yeah. like of course, a lot of industries, I mean, even transport, we're going to like airplanes, airplanes are going to run on jet fuel for a, yeah. like uh, the concept of an electric jet is still a long way off. Yeah. yeah. So there's going to be industries that just run on hydrocarbons and that's just that. But yeah, overall, I think we just keep, keep making that effort yeah. to get closer and closer to net zero. Mm. Improve the technology, which the human yeah. race has been pretty good at doing for a very, very long yeah. time. Um, yeah. So. I mean, what happened? There was a, global pandemic and we put a lot of money and resources into developing a vaccine and you know regardless on your stance on vaccines or whatever it's pretty amazing feat of science that that got done like we did develop a vaccine for the coronavirus in like a few like a year yeah maybe even less than a year yeah phenomenal crazy phenomenal yeah yeah so yeah i think these these big you know, who has these GOP, uh, sorry, these um, COP summits and all that sort of jazz. You know, you can you can take it how you want. You can say, oh, they need to, you know, tighten up their goals and commit to more. But at the end of the day, we just yeah. need to keep transitioning. Yeah. Keep moving. Keep, keep right moving direction. forward. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about something else, Hamish. Um, oh, SpaceX valuation. You want to hear about it? I do. What happened? One of the most um, one of the most uh, valuable private companies in the world mm. is SpaceX. Uh, so the company is discussing an agreement, right, with investors to sell stock from insiders in a purchase offer at ninety seven dollars a share, according to a person familiar with the discussions. Uh, the offer does not include raising new capital, 
uh, as the purchase offer represents a secondary sale of existing shares and is expected to close in January. SpaceX typically performs these secondary rounds about twice a year to give employees and other company shareholders a chance to sell stock. The latest valuation represents a 20% increase from SpaceX's previous high of $150 billion, um, which the company hit through a July secondary sale at $81 per share. So this means that the valuation of Elon Musk's SpaceX um, has hit $180 billion. That's crazy. If you'd asked me to guess, I would have been so far off. We could have added that to my yeah. terrible predictions uh, this episode. I probably, I don't know. What I, would you have said? I probably would have said like $50 billion, just out of just throwing it out because yeah. I, I have no idea. I did not realize. Um, yeah, I, I didn't realize they were that big. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know how the valuation. Uh, yeah, how how this stuff works. Yeah, I guess it's like though. an internally decided valuation. Uh, to some yep. to some respect. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually don't know how this. I would need to do a lot of research to yeah. figure this out because obviously, in the realm, we just don't look into the realm of private stock transactions and. Yeah. That kind of thing because we can't we're, we're not we can't access them we're not a part of that yeah yeah I wonder yeah. I wonder how that valuation gets gets drawn up yeah and who who ticks it off and I mean clearly if the investors buy the shares of that valuation then they're they're happy they're happy to do it but yeah I don't really know how it works yeah well I mean that's the thing like private you you only see the valuation of a private business when they they sell stock so um that can be very infrequent and you can see big swings. Um, we saw mm. lots of tech companies have massive valuations in 2021 and then, you know, 90% drop when they tried to raise funds the next time or when they went public um, yeah. in 2022 or 2023. So, um, yeah, you have to take private valuations with a, with a handful of salt. Um, yeah. It's interesting because they're not raising new capital, so it's not like they're coming out and no. offering a whole boatload of new shares and being like, hey, we're offering... We're selling another five percent of the company, or so, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just giving insiders a, an exit, um, a, cha- an, a chance a chance to, to exit. So I, I, yeah, some I don't of know. Maybe if, awards. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if anyone knows um, knows how this system works of coming up with private valuations to do this sort of stuff, please let us know. A very well paid um, investment yes. banker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, what else have I got to say about SpaceX? The article notes yet has a near monopoly on the U.S. satellite launch market due to its work workhorse Falcon rockets and struggle and the struggles of rivals to field operational rockets to compete. SpaceX's Starlink satellite internet business is seen as the key economic driver for the company, with more than five thousand satellites wow. launched to date, and a service boasting upward of two million subscribers. Um, I actually know a fair few people just here around uh, around Canberra that have Starlink. Really, everybody, literally, literally everybody says it's amazing. Really, that's crazy. Yeah, literally everybody what, I talk to that's had Starlink. So is this in their house or is this like in remote areas or like what's? Yeah, generally it's like people living out on like farms right. or you know in small. But you can, I could just get it if I wanted to and stick the dish on on the why to. I'd have to stick it on my balcony because I'm in an apartment <laughs> complex. But <laughs> hold it out on the balcony. Um, yeah. But even, you know, people... Um, you ever heard of the YouTube channel Sailing Leva- the Vagabond? No. no. No, no. They just have like a sailing ship and they've got Starlink. They just stick it on the boat and they've got high-speed internet when they're out at sea wow. kind of thing. There you go. So, yeah, it's just a dish. You just got to get the dish, got power, stick it there and Bob's your uncle. Wow. There you go. Um, Interesting. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really, really... It's a 
really good product. I think we're going to be hearing a lot more about it in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, what else they say? It's monstrous. Starship vehicle continues to advance in test flights, representing an attempt to create the next generation reusable rocket for unprecedented scale and power. Yep. Um, the company is one of the most valuable private companies in the world, classifying it as a, <laughs> a centicorn or a hectacorn. <laughs> okay. a, one, a $1 billion valuation unicorn 100 times over. So yeah, okay. there you go. Okay. Let's, let's add that to the vocabulary. Hey? Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. A hectacorn. A hectacorn. Describe SpaceX in one word. They should just... Hectacorn. They shouldn't have done that. They should have gone with like different <laughs> mythical like creatures. Like you have the unicorn is like 1 billion and then you have like the Yeti is like the 10 billion, you know, like... <laughs> Bigfoot. Like the leprechaun and like... <laughs> You've got like, you just have a bunch of like oh, mythical creatures, like the mythical valuations that all these companies have. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, we, we actually just hit Centaur status. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't know if you saw that in the news. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> we just got Zeus status. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh, boy. What else is this? Uh, SpaceX's latest valuation ranks the company above the market value of any top US defense contractors, including Boeing at $150 billion, Lockheed Mark at $112, um, uh, $112 billion. North, How do you say that? Northrop Grumman? Northrop Grumman? Northrop Grumman. $73 billion. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. SpaceX. There you go. Woohoo. Apparently valuable. Yeah, apparently valuable. Are they going to go public or no? I thought there was like I don't some. Think they can. Oh, <clears throat> oh, well, they. That I th- I think um, the rocket side of the business. There's some like political. Oh. I don't know military thing that stops them. I'm okay. not. I'm not exactly sure. I could be wrong there. Okay. Um, and that's why they were saying that they might try and spin out Starlink as a separate entity mm. and then Starlink goes public. So if you okay. can still capture the economic benefit of Starlink. Yeah. yeah although yeah. or or maybe it was literally just the fact that Elon wants always wants controlling, you know, the full control of the Starship platform. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, okay, interesting. But I remember I remember there there is a when it gets into rocketry, um I know that there's much more uh, there's there's heavier scrutiny and and laws like for example Elon got um, scrutinized on stage one time saying hey Elon why do you only hire people from the United States oh, yeah, I saw that. we have great technicians from or, or great engineers from other countries why why do you and he said that he said look sorry um, we work on rockets rockets are considered advanced weapons technology and therefore we're only allowed to hire people in the United States. Yeah. So well, there might be some weird rules around that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Can't just make a rocket in your in your backyard, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, there you go. All right, Hamish, should we do uh, – that's pretty much all I've got for news. Uh, very boring story about OpenAI, um, so I'm not even going to bother. Um, should we do a couple of Q&A questions? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I've been talking for a while. Why don't I ask yeah, you this yeah. one? Yeah, ask me this one. I'll ask um, – hi, guys. Love your content. Where do you get your general financial news from? I find a lot of it sensationalist. Um, don't say seeking alpha. <laughs> well, actually, okay. if you want to get a seven-day free trial, no, I won't say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, you're absolutely right. I think, unfortunately, a lot of news now just has is sensationalist um, just because of 
well, probably in part because of the internet. Like it's so competitive for for covering news stories that you just end up getting these like uh, they're, they're just pushing the boundaries on on clickbaity uh, headlines just to get you into their site so that they can run ads. Um, yeah, I mean, YouTube suffers from the the same you know thing as well. So that's unfortunately kind of the nature that you know um, the internet I think brings to to um, to, to the media industry. Um, but in terms of what I use, I use the Wall Street Journal a fair bit. Oh, and the other thing I'll I'll just say on that is um, on sensationalism is you've just got to have a strong filter for it. Um, yeah, because all these sites that I'm going to list, um, they have really good news coverage. Um, uh, an analysis of, of certain topics, but they also have a lot of sensationalist garbage that you just have to kind of mentally filter out. So you, it's hard to avoid, mm. but, uh, the wall street journal, um, the age in Australia is, um, is, is pretty solid. Um, CNBC, CNBC, of course, notorious for having an enormous amount of garbage on there, but they have some good analysis that, that, um, and they also kind of keep you up to date with everything that's happening. If you like, they, they pretty yeah. much cover every little thing. Um, and yeah. that, that's good and bad, right? It like, um, but but at least if you want to know everything, every little thing that's going on in the world, <laughs> um, generally CNBC has it. And the Daily Upside is like uh, a really curated um, uh, 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 media kind of uh, outlet. Um, so if you want w- way less sensationalism than the Daily Upside has you covered, but they won't have kind of every piece of news that's going on um, right now in finance or economics. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I, I tend to agree. Most of the stuff that I read is just from um, CNBC. Um, but yeah, you do. You just have to, ha- once you've trained yourself to have a good filter and, um, you know, cross-check data, <clears throat> all that sort of stuff, then yep. you're, you're pretty good. You can really read from anywhere as long as you, th- you, th- you come at it from a neutral kind of perspective. Um, so yeah, you're right. With CNBC, you get a flood of everything, including fund managers' opinions and analysts' opinions and this and that, if you just read the news to actually get an an informed opinion of what happened or what is happening as opposed to what people think about what is happening, then that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All Um, right. Well, that's pretty much it. That's what we've got for today, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode. what are we doing next week? Are we going to be back next week? Uh, We're going to have a week or two off, I think, at some point, but we yeah. need to figure out exactly what's happening. We should, probably should have planned, this, yeah. planned what I think, we're doing. I think we're doing an episode next week, I think. Do, okay. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, we'll, we'll do one. because we yeah. And we've got to do our 2024 predictions we at do. some point. Ooh, or do yeah. we do that next first well, week of January? La- last year, we did it in the first episode of the, of the year. So I guess we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll okay. see. Either way. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't like leaving it. We may or may not see you next week. No, should we do? <laughs> we'll do an episode next week. Yeah, I'll be in Perth, so I'll just be on my laptop. But we can still make it happen. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do an episode next week. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, easy. All right, cool. <laughs> glad we ca- <laughs> glad we figured that out live on air. All right, thanks everyone for for listening, for watching. As as always, you know, send over any Q and A questions, any topics you want us to discuss. Just leave a comment on the latest episode of the podcast on YouTube or in the Spotify question box. But apart from yep. that, guys. Hope you guys are winding down for the rest of the year. Hope work's almost finishing up, getting ready for the holidays. Mm. Um, enjoy whatever you're doing. We'll, we'll see you next week, so we'll talk to you more then. Yep. Um, but yeah, All right. adios. We'll see you next week. See you guys.